This God's word is... Hey, there you are. How's it going? Hey, thanks for meeting me. Come on, sit down. I like this beach. You know, I was thinking about the conversation you and I were having about life and our lives so far the other day. You said you'd figured that you'd already ruined yours. Too many mistakes now to make up. I told you I like to think about life like sailing in a boat on the ocean. You just weather the storms and keep going. And then you told me you don't sail. And I said, well, neither do I. But I still think sailing is a good analogy for all this. It's as though we're born and set afloat alone on water. We've got no idea where we are or where we're supposed to go, what the choices are, or even if we could go someplace if we wanted to. But hey, there's all these other people around us and they seem pretty confident about whatever it is they're doing. So naturally we follow them a while to see where that goes and mostly it turns out they just go in circles. So many people seem content to just race against each other. Actually scratch that, they're not content at all. More like driven. And they aren't even really getting anywhere. They're just going nowhere faster than the next guy. Over and over again. Whoever goes the fastest or collects the most ribbons wins somehow. But then there's people like you and me who just can't see anything attractive about that. And it confuses us to see so many people devoting their whole lives to chasing ribbons and going in circles and there's so many of them. The sheer number makes you wonder if they might be right, you know? Maybe there's something wrong with us. What if we're the ones missing something, right? So we try to play along for a while. Maybe we even get good at it. But this, this circles thing just doesn't do it, you know? Maybe we can't stand the other sailors. Or, or we've got a serious problem with turning left. And right turns are just as bad. Whatever, you know what we're like. It's just not right for you and me. And that's scary, man. I think we're kind of straight-line people trying to live in a turn-circle world. So many of us panic, you know, we, and we've both seen that. Folks get so desperate to quit the circle race that they just scuttle themselves. And there's plenty of ways, good old addiction, you know, all kinds of toxic lifestyles we see people living and self-harm out there to choose from. And there's people to join you, too. I guess the idea is that if we aren't race-worthy, you know, we, we can't be expected to have to race. Other people just get defiant and sail off the opposite way, just trying to mess things up, as though rebellion could get the races cancelled. But of course that doesn't work, and the anger turns into a circle of its own. Most of us though, most of us just hunker down and suffer quietly, turning and turning, faster than some and slower than others conquered and conquerors and whatever we're going to put a stop to this one day we keep telling ourselves that we're going to find meaning in our place in the scheme of things one day too much going on right now though. but then without any announcement that one day comes but it's not how we thought it doesn't seem good at all something big happens Something bigger, or a bunch of little things that gang up and turn into something big. But anyway, something shakes us to our cores. Circumstances combine in a way that forces us to start looking at ourselves and who we've been, and who we've failed to be. And then, 
Oh shit, look at the time. We realize in a single moment that we just cannot turn in those stupid circles anymore as of right now. It starts to dawn on us, we're gonna have to try a straight line. And so we gather ourselves up, stand up tall, and stare out over that great wide open and start worrying. What if my direction's wrong? What if I get scared or hurt? And right away, you want your straight line journey to be over even before it starts because you're afraid you can't do it. And can't do what? That's still circle thinking. That's leftover dread from the ride you just stepped off of. The idea that you have to get something, keep something intact, to get your own life right. And it's bullshit. At least I think so. Here's the big punchline the way I see it. It turns out that life is not about what you do or what gets done with you there. It's about what happens to you and what happens to people around you in the doing of those things. My conclusion is that living is like a school process where everybody learns the same lessons. You could be a coal miner in Siberia or a hedge fund manager in Munich, it doesn't matter. We're in a system that shapes us and informs us with a remarkable consistency across all that distance and over time. And life tolerates all kinds of stupid ideas that just sets them straight and everybody goes on, you know? It took a really long time, but I've come to understand that life is not precarious at all in the sense of succeeding, failing, and all that jazz. And it's not about clinging to the edge of a waterfall, the way it feels sometimes. It's actually about bolting yourself into an elastic and powerful system of creation that's still underway. Which makes us each a part of God evolving, if you think about it. And if that's the case, it's unlikely that the universe is derailed by each of my broken romances or lost jobs or missed opportunities and appointments. What kind of God would that be? From there, it's only a short hop for me to understand that if I find myself scared just to be here, scared to just be me and be me here now, if I just want it to hurry up and all be over, well, I must be doing it wrong. And if I'm doing it wrong, maybe I can change it and living will feel better. And that actually was what I came here to talk to you about. It's why I suggested we could maybe start having some conversations I mean, at one time, I thought I'd wasted my life too. But all that's changed. I don't feel like that anymore at all. I never thought that was possible. Lots of ideas helped me get here, mind you, and maybe if I share them, I can be one of the people that helps you too. So I have a, I have a suggestion to get us started. Are, are you game for this? To stop suffering with me? Okay, good. But like any other journey, we need to undertake it with the right attitude. First of all, we're gonna need a fresh relationship with the water out there that we're gonna be traveling on. You know, after those stupid circles set the wrong tone for us. We need to accept the weather and the water just as they are and understand they have nothing personal against us. So we won't freak out about every little wave that rocks the boat, okay? The sea is literally made of waves. Can you imagine the sailors screaming, what, another wave? We just had a wave a few seconds ago. You know what I mean? Not a happy sailor. So let's agree then that waves are gonna be expected and not things we will take as unfair to us. We will just learn to navigate them. 
we will use our waves to become better sailors who can go where they want to. Now tell me, wouldn't that be a great turn in your story? To start navigating your life with some skills and even some joy? And that brings me back to our very first conversation where you declared yourself a failure. And okay, some pretty bad stuff happened, that's true, and much of it you brought on yourself, you can own that. And a lot of people let you down, you can have that too. Life's been so crazy and tumultuous for you. But you know, a tumultuous life is not a failed one. It's actually a life fully lived. Our lives are unfolding sea stories when you think about it. And any sea story where nothing bad happens is just a crappy sea story. And I really think we need to always keep in mind the stories come to their end as well. Your life will not go on forever. What remains of your life is always getting shorter. And I honestly believe that one day, at the end of the journey, if we are somehow blessed with the wherewithal to look back on our lives a final time before we go, we're not going to count up what battles we fought and won or lost or stupid things like that. I think we'll only think about who we loved while we were here and who loved us back. At the moment of that truth, I don't think we're going to focus on anything we actually did in our lives so much as how we conducted ourselves in the doing of them. And most of all, I suspect that with time running out, we'll even look back with some joy at our times of greatest difficulty and pain, simply because we'll know how it turned out, how it always seemed to turn out. I think we will recognize that the suffering we endured was also the fuel that pushed us through our waves to calmer waters. I think we'll see it all tie together, you know, our disasters and our fears and our courage and our cowardice, the struggles, failures, the remorse, and even the resignation until finally we got to clarity and meaning. Man, a story like that would be a pretty good one, wouldn't it? A story worth living, that's for sure. So let's go for it, okay? You and me, let's get together now and then where we can and we'll just keep practicing the sailing. Part three in your sea story is about to begin, my friend. Everybody loves part three. Hang in there.